Welcome to the She Yearns Podcast. I am Cherry Strange, and I am so thankful you have joined us today. Thank you for being a part of this community. The She Yearns community exists to lead women to desire more of God in their everyday life, making Him evident and desirable to others. Hey, welcome to the podcast. Just to keep your memory fresh, this podcast is going to be moving sooner than later. It will have a new name with the same purpose and content. But because of that new name, the RSS will change and you will need to get the new RSS under the new name. I'm planning to make the move by the end of November and get everything settled by the end of 2019 so that we are all together again for the beginning of 2020. I also want to point out to you the newest edition that has been added. It happens on Fridays. It's where I simply introduce a verse or a short passage in scripture that is something you and I could include in our prayers. I'll give a short observation or illustration about it and then literally pray that set of verses over you. The reality of how many may not have someone praying for them has struck a deep chord with me. At the same time, I have found a rich depository of resources for my own prayer in scripture. So we've combined the two in a five minute podcast on Fridays. She earns, so she prays. Currently it should pop up under the same RSS feed. So you should just be getting it. If you are a subscriber, you don't have to do anything. Just push play. Please be thinking of someone you know who might benefit from the encouragement and point them in this direction. It's truly for you. One more thing. We are three days away from completing this 21-day reading plan at the She Yearns website, and it's called Awakening Hope. The first five days can be found all by itself on the YouVersion app, but they are a part of a larger whole I put together in cooperation with an organization called America World or AWAA. America World is a wonderful organization we have been personally involved with for about 16 years. We've done all our adoptions through them, three adoptions. I was drawn to them uh, way back in the day because they are the agency that Stephen Curtis Chapman and his wife Mary Beth used in their three adoptions from China. You might be familiar with them today because Casting Crowns has used them, and they're just finishing a tour that capitalizes on this connection. They have a booth with some families that have adopted with America World somewhere at their concert across the country. AWAA is a Christian organization that tirelessly works to place the lonely in families, but today it is also focused on caring for orphans in places they have influence. International adoption has been in the decline, but the number of orphans has not been reduced. One major solution has simply been taken off the table in many countries. My role lately has been one of encouragement and challenge. Not only have I been able to go on one of these trips, but for the past two years, I have developed their devotionals for a season of prayer, trusting God for what only He can do and relinquishing all the burden to Him. That is the focus of these seasons. This season, we focused on this idea that hope cannot be conjured up within us or it can't just be turned on. It must be awakened 
by the Holy Spirit in every believer. He does it in different ways and this business of hope often requires us to come together in community and we're responsible for one another. So today, what I wanted to do on the podcast was give you a taste of what's been going on over there in uh, the reading plan in this Awakening Hope arena because this idea absolutely applies to everyday life. So the verses that I want to consider today come from Romans 8 and they're verses 31 and 32. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? I'm not really thinking along the lines today of whether God is going to give you a new Mercedes or help you in the lottery. That's not really what I'm thinking when I'm thinking, will he not graciously give us all things? I'm thinking more about personal transformation and greater kingdom type long lasting things. Things like people transformation, situation reversing transformation, all with his agenda in view. Not that we place what we want in a deep hole and bury it somewhere. You have probably experienced this, but the longer and closer we sit and talk and study the Bible alongside Jesus, the more our wish list sounds less like something on Santa Baby on that song and more like something your pastor would give the stamp of approval toward. It, it just becomes different in what we long for and what we desire the longer we spend with Jesus. Things like, do you want to be different? Do you want to see a change in a relationship? Does anyone you work with need to know Jesus and is it bothering you? Is there a situation in your family that needs reconciliation? Do you have a broken friendship that needs some restoration? Are you waiting for God to move in some miraculous way in in a particular area? What about the people you live around? Have you built a strong enough relationship with them to begin sharing the gospel and see them come to know Jesus? Is there anything you are facing or anyone you know with consequences that are literally life or death and severity? I mean, these are things that we come before the Lord with and this is the stuff that Paul is addressing, these deep things of life. And you know, it's not that you and I are needed to address these issues. The God of the universe can change people, alter situations, and transform the most unlikely sinner in dark places without you and me. He simply prefers to graciously give us the experience. Consider Adam Tyson. Here sat a relatively unknown pastor in California minding his own business, just leading his congregation. One day, a middle-aged man began attending his services and asked if he could teach him more about God and more about the Bible. So this pastor started meeting with this man and a few other people in Bible study. Tyson openly presented the gospel message that every person has sinned and is in need of a Savior, that salvation comes through Jesus Christ alone, and grace alone brings a person into right relationship with God. He did not pull any punches with this man. And somewhere in that messaging, this man was completely transformed. Then Tyson began walking with this man in discipleship, helping him learn how to love God, how to love others, and how to walk out this newfound faith. Eventually, 
the new believer invited Tyson and other preachers to hold services on his large property. And this event began drawing thousands of people because this man had a lot of influence in need of the gospel. The man's name is Kanye West, and he gets most of the attention for being the middle-aged convert and drawing the astounding crowds. But what nobody pastor takes a heretic rap singer seriously, boldly pursuing he and all his friends and family in truth? I mean, what kind of guy does that? Only someone who still believes God is for us. That's who. A few weeks ago, David Platt, he's the pastor of McLean Bible Church. He's an amazing pastor, just a dynamite individual, taught how Peter simply shared the gospel message and the Holy Spirit moved over 3,000 people to believe and be saved. You might have read this in the beginning of Acts. He was preparing this message for his church, and he confessed that as he prepared, he asked himself, did he really believe that God could still move like that? I mean, did God still do that kind of thing? Or was it just some kind of New Testament, first Holy Spirit giving deal? And he thought about it and he thought, well, maybe, maybe he did believe that God could save a thousand in a year or so. Or maybe, maybe he could take what was coming after that where the church added numbers regularly <laughs> to to the numbers that they already had. Maybe he could believe that. He could see how God could do that and come through with those numbers. But his church only has like a thousand people in it, so let's not go crazy. You know, he had sort of those thoughts. But over the course of thinking and praying about this, he was very convicted that this man could not get away from the truth that if God is for us, who could be against us? I mean, if it's the same spirit that was in Peter, that's in believers today, then what would stop God from moving any number of people? I mean, if this is the same spirit and the same God, the problem was he didn't believe that he could. That was what was stopping him. Not really, or kind of, sort of, but not enough to set in motion what would need to take place if he really believed people could be transformed by the gospel. And it really did a number on him. For thousands of years, God has been placing his people in just the right location in exactly the right situations necessary, exposing them to needs, to hurts, atrocities, pain, and disparity. Why? For what purpose? So that we could pray and we could even fast and beg him to move on their behalf. And so that we would be prepared for God to move. But like David Platt, we must ask ourselves, do we really expect God to do what we've asked? Are we ready for Him to do what is not humanly possible? To make a way for hope? To be awakened in the darkest, bleakest situations? In people that it would be beyond us that God could possibly transform? In relationships that we thought were way too far gone? Because if God is for us, who can be against us? Do we actually believe the Bible is true? These are the questions that we have to come face to face with when we read scripture. Do we really believe what we're seeing? The people of McLean Bible Church went home and they started inviting 
every person they knew who wasn't a believer. They set up baptistries in multiple locations on the campuses and provided clothes and hair dryers. They got ready for God to answer their prayers that he could still move in the ways that he moved the 3,000 in the time that Peter was preaching. They tried to think of everything that would be needed if their prayers were answered and they got ready. And I believe that within the next week or two, the McLean Bible Church began to see over 300 baptized. Now they've prayed and asked God for 3,000 over the next year, but they saw 300. They hadn't seen numbers like that and, and people converted like that ever. But they asked for it and they got ready. God is still for us. These are just regular people. Okay, so the pastor instructed them and encouraged them to do it. That's his job. That's what God calls people to do. He calls out leaders to stand out in front and challenge us to do things like this and say, this is what I see the Bible saying. This is what God did. And there's no reason why he can't still operate this way. It's the same Holy Spirit. It's the same word. That's what David Platt did. He just challenged his people, his regular people, to go out and invite their friends to come to church. And they did. Regular people did it. So my question is, what about you? Do you believe God is for you? Now, we're not manipulating God here. God's sovereign. He will do what He will do. But do you need to step out like this church did and make preparations for whatever you're asking God to do? Are the things that you need in place if God were to answer your prayers? It's worth asking. Lord, if you do this, then we're going to need plenty of towels and t-shirts for people and a way they can dry their hair. That's what this church had to do. What would you need to put in place? What would you need to do to prepare for God to answer your prayer? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? You bet. Your God is for you. Thank you again for tuning in today. We will be releasing a new episode every week. I would invite you to become a subscriber. And it really makes a difference when you share something here that you find helpful or encouraging. You make an impact. You may never understand the value or difference your suggestion or encouragement made in the life of a friend or casual acquaintance just by passing our resource along. So please share what you find here with others. I would personally be grateful. Don't hesitate to like us on Facebook or Twitter or leave a review. For more truth-saturated, gospel-centered, spiritually insightful encouragement, please go to www.sheyearns.com where you will find reading plans, articles, and other resources to help stir a desire for God into your everyday life.